Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the 12th chapter of Ilkhot Ma'achalot Asurot. In this chapter we will see more details regarding Setam Yanam and Yain Nesech. So I will just do a little summary on last week's, on, on yesterday's chapter, um, some of the relevant details. So we said that there are two types of Isurim of wine. There's Yain Nesech, which is wine that we know for sure a goy um, uh, consecrated for Avodazara, which is consecrated wine. And then there is Setam Yanam. That is wine that we know we, we don't know if a goy touched it, if a goy consecrated it or not. But we do know that a goy um, that, it w- that it belonged to a goy and therefore it's called Setam Yanam. That is from scriptural law. And then there's a third sort of in-between category. That's wine that we see um, uh, a goy touching, but we don't know if he had in his mind intentions for Avodazara, for idol worship or not. Now, another important detail, which was mentioned in the seventh halacha of last chapter, is that when Haramba, seventh and eighth halacha, sorry, the eighth halacha, so in any place that Harambam mentions the word goy, he's referring to an idol worshiper. Just like that, goy means an idol worshiper. And also, a goy, if we say that the wine is asur, that the wine is prohibited, if it was a goy that's an idol worshiper, then the prohibition is a prohibition of drinking as well as a prohibition of any type of enjoyment, including selling and enjoying the money or using for the smell, incense, anything like that. That's enjoyment. That's Hana'ah. However, if the goy is not an Orbit Abu Dazara in that case, then the wine is prohibited from drinking. However, it is not prohibited from enjoyment and can be sold and enjoyed that way. So with that, let's start the, the chapter. What type of touching did we say makes a goy prohibit the wine? Okay, and goy, um, and oser here obviously means, if we're talking about a regular goy, means um, and enjoyment and drinking, but if it's a goy that's not then it's just um, drinking, but not enjoyment. Again. So, There are two things that the goy has to do in order to make the wine prohibited. The first thing is to touch the wine, either with his hand or with any of his other body parts which are common for consecration of wine. And the second element which is important here is shikshuch, is the moving of the wine, shaking the wine or moving the wine itself in a certain way with while touching it with his hand or any other body part that's used for consecration, those two things together make the wine prohibited. However, if a goy put his hand inside a barrel of wine and they caught him and they caught his hand before he managed to take his hand out of the barrel of wine and move, therefore, the wine and they opened the barrel from the bottom and allowed all the wine to spill out from the bottom before uh, from below his hand, all the wine that spilled out below his hand, um, before he took it out, before he moved it, the wine does not become prohibited. Um, and again, I'm just going to remind this one more time so everything is clear. When we say prohibition here, we're saying that if it's a goy that is an idol worshiper, the prohibition is enjoyment as well as drinking. And if it's not an idol worshiper, the prohibition is only enjoy- only drinking, not enjoyment. Halakha, um, continuation of the halakha. V'chen, also, another way for the goy to prohibit the wine is if he holds an open vessel of wine, an open dish containing wine or bottle or cup or whatever, and moves the wine around in the dish, 
Okay, he doesn't even need to touch it. He's holding the dish. It's in his hand. The vessel is ha- being held in his hand and he moves around the wine. Even though he didn't literally pick up the the keli, didn't pick up the vessel, but was just holding it in his hand. And even though he didn't touch the wine, but was just holding the vessel, the wine becomes pro- prohibited because he shook it. Halakha bet. Natala keli shel yain v'hirbiho v'yasak yain af al pi shelo shikshech ne'esa sh'arba hayain mikoho hirbiha v'lo shikshech v'lo naramutar. Somebody picked up a vessel holding containing wine and picked it up and poured the wine out. So he poured the wine out, but he even if he didn't shake the wine, you know, like in, in the way that was common for shaking for consecration, okay, even though he just poured it out, maybe even slowly, the wine becomes prohibited because we have what's called hayain bamikoho. The wine comes from his power, from his movement. The wine itself moves to wherever he consecrated it, wherever he poured it. And that is what we call bamikoho. So, in, and, and this is an important rule, guiding rule for the rest of the chapter. Whenever wine, we'll see cases where wine moves by virtue of some sort of movement of the goy on purpose, the wine goes from point A to point B because of him. That is called a yain bamikoho, and that also, in many in many cases, most cases, um, prohibits the wine from being drunk. Prohibits the wine. If he picked up the vessel containing wine, but he didn't and he didn't touch it and he didn't shake it, the wine is permitted. A goy that was holding a vessel on the ground and a Jew is pouring wine into that vessel, the wine is permitted because the guy wasn't moving the vessel or touching the vessel. However, if he moved the vessel while it was in his hand, the wine becomes prohibited. A closed vessel of wine that was completely closed, it is the guy is permitted to move from place to place even though the wine inside is moving while inside the vessel, um, it still doesn't prohibit the wine because the way of consecration is that it could only be done with an open barrel of wine, not an open vessel of wine, not a closed vessel of wine, and therefore we don't consider this to be consecrated and the wine does not become prohibited and stays permitted. So, now we have another case with a leather case containing wine, like a leather bag holding wine inside of it. And it isn't sealed with some sort of external seal, but rather the guy is holding the top of the node, the top of the leather bag with his hand, therefore closing it. Okay, therefore sealing it with his hand. His hand for, you know, forms a seal around the top of the bag and then keeps it closed. Whether the nod, whether the bag was full or empty, the wine is permitted because even and even though the wine is moving, because the wine is closed, and the way of consecration is not while it's closed, only while the wine is opened, while the vessel containing the wine is opened. If a goy moved a clay vessel containing wine that was opened, the wine inside becomes prohibited because he may have touched it. However, if the vessel containing the wine was somewhat empty or was lacking wine, was not full all the way, it is permitted because we know that he didn't touch the wine unless we saw that he shook it and then that is enough to hold, to consider it to be 
prohibited. Halacha gimel. Goishen arabayan velonit kaven lazeh. Arehayayin mutar bahanaya bilbad. A goy who touched the wine, but did not do so intentionally, the wine stays permitted for enjoyment only, and is not permitted for drinking. And how Rambam will explain a little bit more in detail right here. Kesad. For example, the person fell on top of a, 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 a node of wine, a leather bag containing wine, and then therefore touched the wine, or that he put his hand into a barrel thinking that it was oil and it ended up being wine. In all these cases, he didn't touch the wine intentionally, therefore the wine becomes prohibited from drinking on one hand but on the other hand it does not be, does not become prohibited from enjoyment now if the goy was a goy that we know that does not is not obed abu dazara um harambam doesn't make it clear i mean okay so in the previous chapter harambam said that any place where it says goy just like that it's referring to a goy that's obed abu dazara therefore i could infer we can infer that also here when harambam says goy it's referring to an obed abu dazara um not a um, uh, to an idol worshiper, not somebody who doesn't worship idols. And when it says nochri, it would seem, again, I'm not 100% sure, but this is the way I'm interpreting the chapter. It would seem that it's referring to just any um, uh, goy, any goy, n- not necessarily somebody who's an idol worshiper. Um, therefore, here we see goy that touched the wine and didn't, um, and um, so he, this is a goy that was an idol worshiper and therefore. Normally, when he would, if he were to touch the wine intentionally, um, the wine would be prohibited from enjoyment as well as drinking. Here, because he didn't touch it intentionally, the wine is prohibited from drinking. However, it is not prohibited from enjoyment because it's a sort of doubt. We're in a doubt. We're in a situation of doubt, and therefore, um, uh, it doesn't become prohibit, prohibited from enjoyment. <laughs> moved or went from point A to point B via the power of the goy, via the movement of the goy, but not intentionally, because he did not touch the wine itself, the wine is per- permitted to be drunk. Kesad, keron shehigbiya keli shilayayin v'yasak l'chliyachayir. For example, somebody, a goy poured the wine from um, vessel A to vessel B, and he thought, and while he was doing so, he thought, um, he was pouring some other alcoholic beverage or, or oil. Um, it does not prohibit the wine from drinking, uh, from from uh, enjoyment, but only from. It does not prohibit the wine at all, and it, it's allowed to be drunk and enjoyed. Agoy entered a store or a house to ask for wine, to buy wine or to ask to borrow wine, and he put his hand in the place where the wine was while he's looking for whatever wine to buy, and he touched the wine while doing so. By doing so, he prohibited the wine because in his mind, his intention was to touch wine, and this is not considered an unintentional touch. He's intentionally touching the wine, and therefore the wine becomes prohibited. And if we know that he's in all, and um, yes, a barrel of wine, seemingly made out of clay, because only a clay barrel of wine could crack like that, but maybe also a wooden barrel. I don't know enough about barrels of wine. So a barrel of wine that broke from 
it broke lengthwise. It broke from up to down. And the goy quickly came and hugged the barrel and held the barrel together so that the clay of the barrel doesn't break. Yeah, we see paradu harasim, so that the clays of the barrel do not break and the wine all goes and falls and, and comes out and gets ruined. Um, the wine inside is permitted to be enjoyed because the goy is obviously holding the barrel not for consecration of the wine, but rather for the protection of the wine so that it does not spill out. Abal, however, so, sorry, when I said mutar, so in, in the first case, we have a barrel that is broken from up to down, and the goy comes and hugs it. The wine is not prohibited from drink, is prohibited from drinking, but not prohibited from enjoyment. However, if the barrel broke horizontally from side to side, and he held the top break in order so that the barrel does not fall, he held the top of the he held the top of the barrel, squished it down to the bottom of the barrel so that the barrel does not the wine does not come out. In this case, the wine is also permitted to be drunk um, because there's no because in the first case we we prohibited it from enjoyment from from drinking and not enjoyment because and allowed enjoyment because when the goy was holding the barrel closed when he was like hugging it, the wine there was so to speak from bami kohol. It was staying in place from his power. But however, in this case, when he just hold, puts his hand on top of the barrel to hold it when it's broken horizontally, so the wine isn't necessarily bami kohol because the barrel could still stay, um, uh, could still um, uh, um, stay in the, the wine. The barrel could still stay intact even though there's a horizontal crack in it and the wine doesn't necessarily have to fall out. And when he takes his hand off, it's not that he um, made the wine stay in place because of his um, uh, of his movement on 100%, but rather most, you know, um, the, the chances are that the barrel would have stayed intact even if he wouldn't have touched it. The goy that fell into a pit containing wine, and they took him out of the pit and he was dead. Or he measured the wine in a pit containing wine with a measuring stick. Or that he hit the top of the wine, he hit the, the, the top of the wine that was in a pit of wine um, to get rid of a fly or a bee that, or a hornet that was on top of it with the measuring stick or that he was hitting the top of the barrel that was boiling so that the boil calms down or that he took the barrel and threw it from anger into a pit. In all these cases, the wine is permitted from enjoyment alone, not permitted for drinking. And however, if the the goy came out of the pit of wine alive, the wine is also prohibited from enjoyment because when the goy is coming up from the barrel, he's so to speak thanking his um deity, um, you know, that, that he let him out of the barrel alive, that that he let him out of this pit alive and he didn't die, and he's as he's doing it, he's there's He's probably consecrating the wine. So 
So their barrels used to have in them, so to speak, like a little hole in the, on the bottom that they would put a cork inside and they wanted to drink the wine. They would take the cork out and the wine would come out of the hole, kind of like a little faucet, um, a, 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 relative, a rather primitive style faucet. So if the barrel had a little hole in it and the cork came out of the hole and a guy stuck his finger into the hole so that the wine does not come out, all of the wine from his finger upwards becomes prohibited from drinking as well as enjoyment, right? When, when I say prohibited, I mean drinking as well as enjoyment in general. And when, when Harambam specifies, it says prohibited from drinking but not from enjoyment, prohibited from enjoyment, then it means that it's prohibited from only from that specific thing. And when, when Harambam says prohibited from enjoyment, obviously it also contain, it encompasses prohibited from drinking. Sometimes you'll say prohibited from enjoyment for whatever reason. I'm not going to get into that. However, in our case, we have a, when the goy, so back to our case, the goy puts his finger inside the barrel, the bottom of the barrel, all the wine from the, his finger to the top of the barrel becomes prohibited from enjoyment as well as drinking. And the wine from his finger downwards becomes prohibit, it doesn't become prohibited at all and is permitted to be drunk. And... We don't consider the wine to be what we call mehubar. I'll explain that in a second. So we'll, so we'll see in the next halakha what mehubar means exactly. Um, but just for the sake of this halakha, I'll, I'll explain. Um, I'll get into a little bit detail. So we have four main prohibitions regarding wine. The first prohibition is wine that was consecrated to Avodah This is pro- prohibited from scriptural law, from enjoyment as well as drinking. The second prohibition is what we call setam yenam, regular wine of goyim, of non-Jews that are of the Abu Dazara, that are idol worshippers. Um, we don't know if they did consecration on it, but Sitam Yanam, but just like that, somebody who buys wine from a goy that is an idol worshipper, it's prohibited from drinking as well as enjoyment from oral law. Third prohibition is a goy that is not an idol worshipper. If he touches the wine, he, be, he causes the wine to be prohibited from drinking, not from enjoyment. And the fourth and final prohibition is what we call yain shebami hagoi. When the wine comes from the power of the movement of the goy, it is permitted from, for enjoyment, but prohibited from drinking. And this is from scriptural, from oral law. So only in this fourth isur, we don't have the rule of Hibur in wine. What is Hibur in wine? We'll see in the next halakha, but I'll explain it just for the sake of the next halakha and for our halakha. When the, when the streams of wine connect, when the streams of a prohibited wine connect with a permitted wine, in the first three prohibitions, it holds all of the wine prohibited. However, when the streams connect in a case of the fourth category... In other words, namely, the category of yain chebami hagoi, wine that gets moved by the goy, but the goy didn't actually touch the wine. Even though if the wine, the stream of wine connects with another wine, the wine is not, the other wine touching it is not prohibited. So in our case, when we have a barrel and the goy's finger is inside the barrel and the top from his finger upwards becomes prohibited, this is because the wine on top is being held from his power, the power of his finger inside, and when he takes his finger out, the wine will all fall out from the power of him taking out his finger. This is Yan Shibami Kohol. However, the wine below his finger is not prohibited. Even though it's connected, so to speak, with the wine above it, it is not considered, because as I explained, it's the fourth category, does not... um, um, have this prohibition of connection of streams of wine. And now let's get into the next halakha. 
we'll see the, connect, the, the connection of wine um, a little bit more in depth. They used to have in those days, um, and they, we, we told today we have in, sort of in, in, in chemistry labs, you, you'll see that it's, it's a so to speak um, tube, cylinder, that has two holes, two openings to it. And when you blow, it's like a straw, kind of like a cylinder with two holes. Sorry, with three holes, a top hole and a bottom hole, two top holes and one bottom hole. You would put it inside. Um, uh, you would put it inside the wine, and then you would blow into the cylinder. Cylinder, and you would um, um, uh, you would you would suck the air out of the cylinder. And by sucking the air out of the cylinder, you would cause the wine to come out from one, from the other hole of the cylinder. I'm not going to get into the depth of exactly the mechanical aspect of this little cylinder. I'm just explaining the main idea. So you, you would be you suck the wine from one hole of the cylinder. From the other hole of the cylinder, the wine comes out, not into your mouth, but rather outside the barrel. So it's like a little, it's like a pump mechanism. It pumps the wine out. Now, while somebody was doing this, if a goy puts his finger inside the area where the wine was supposed to come out and bl- thus blocking the wine from coming out... He prohibits the wine from drinking because this is what we call yain haba mikoho. Again, the wine is being held suspended because his finger is in there. Once he takes his finger out, the wine will come out because he took his finger out. This, therefore, the wine comes from his power. Halachayut bet. Somebody, a goy, who takes wine and pours it, so, a Jew, sorry, who takes wine and pours it into a barrel containing wine of goyim. Now, this wine of goyim is assumingly prohibited. All of the wine in the top barrel which is being poured into the bottom barrel. Now, the top barrel is permitted wine. It's Jewish wine. The bo- only the bottom barrel is prohibited. But by pouring the wine into the bottom barrel, the streams of wine connect between the bottom barrel and the top barrel, thus holding even the top barrel which belongs to the Jew prohibited. Lefichach. Therefore, Therefore, somebody, a, a Jewish wine salesman who is giving wine to a goy, who is pouring wine into a, 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 a barrel of wine that belongs to a goy, the, the barrel, con- of course, considering the barrel contains wine that belongs to the goy, the way to pour it would be in two manners. Either the first one is what we call you trickle the wine down in a way that the streams do not connect, or you um, um, uh, pour it, and before the stream touches the bottom barrel of the prohibited wine, in other words, right before the streams connect, you immediately disconnect the stream, the flow. That way, the prohibited wine does nev- never has a connection of streams with the permitted wine, thus not holding the permitted wine prohibited. Halachayot Gimel. Mashpech 
שמדד בו לנוכרי, אם יש בכסה המשפך עקבת יין, לא ימדוד בו לישראל עד שידיחנו וינגב. ואם לא הדיח, הרי זה אסור. A funnel that um, uh, a goy used to, um, uh, to measure wine, or a funnel that was used to measure wine for a goy, if the tip of the funnel has some residue, residual wine left on it, then the Jew should not measure with it until he rinses it and, clean, and, and wipes it. However, if he did not, and if he did not rinse it, then some, if he, and he used it, then the wine used in this funnel becomes prohibited. Because, and it becomes prohibited because it touched the residual wine on the bottom of the funnel, thus holding all the wine prohibited. We have a, so to speak, like barrel or con- large container of wine that belongs to a Jew with two faucets on the bottom of it. Now, these faucets are faucets that could be, so to speak, that could be sucked, okay, that you could suck out of. I guess they're, 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 it's a mechanism that allows the wine to be sucked. And a, goy, and a Jew starts sucking the wine. And then, while he's sucking it, a goy comes, and he also starts sucking from the second um, faucet. As long as they're both sucking at the same time the wine, as long as the Jew is sucking, as long as the goy is still sucking, the Jew could continue sucking. Until the goy takes his mouth out. Once the goy takes his mouth out of the faucet, once the goy stops sucking the wine, he holds all of the wine prohibited. And therefore, the Jew must stop sucking before the goy stops sucking. Otherwise, he'd be sucking, he'd be drinking prohibited wine. And the reason the goy, once stopping the sucking of the wine out of this faucet, prohibits the wine is because the wine is being held in this faucet with the power of the goy. And once he lets out his mouth, he's letting all the wine out, thus prohibiting the wine. Or, if it's a mechanism that does not allow the wine out, when sucking is done, like a sort of like a one-way mechanism, one-way um, uh, um, pipe, one-way like uh, um, faucet, then b- the second the goy stops sucking it, also maybe um, he he holds the wine in place, or he uh, some some commentators say that maybe he even will some of the wine that comes from his mouth goes back into the barrel, thus holding it all prohibited. One moment, yes. The cylinder that we spoke about in Halachayod Aleph that has two, that has three holes in it, um, that so to speak pump mechanism, and the goy stops it. So also, if the goy sucks the wine out of it, um, once he stops sucking out the wine, he also causes some of the wine from his mouth to go back into the barrel, thus prohibiting the barrel from drinking. A goy that was moving barrels or, 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 or um, containers of wine from place to place with a Jew, 
And the Jew was going after them, was behind the goyim, so to speak, protecting them so that they do not contaminate his wine or so that they do not prohibit his wine. Even if they went relatively far forward, or even a mile, a, a, a mil, which is about a kilometer forward, the wine is permitted because these goyim helping the Jew are scared of him and, they're in their, and they in their mind are always saying, and they in their mind are always saying, oh, this, this guy, this Jew is right behind us. He might come and um, see us um, uh, making the wine prohibited, consecrating the wine. Therefore, um, there's, they don't prohibit the wine just by holding it. However, However, if he told him, go, and I'll come after you, and they went far enough so that he doesn't see them with his eyes, and they were there far that um, that much far for an amount of time that permitted them to open the top of the um, uh, container, consecrate it, and close it, and then whatever closing um, uh, adhesive they would use would dry, then all of and there was enough time for that, and it depends on each adhesive how long the adhesive takes to dry then the wine all becomes prohibited. Less than that time, the wine is still permitted. And also, a Jew that leaves a guy in his store, in a wine store, um, and he is not there all the time, but he's walking in and out, you know, during the day, different different hours of the day, not, not at specific times, then also the wine is permitted because the guy is scared that the Jew will come in any time and see him um, causing the wine to be prohibited. However, if the Jew tells him that he's going for a set amount of time, and that is enough time, and then he leaves for an amount of time, allowing the goy to open it, close it, glue it back, to, and glue the top of the, the, the cover, and dry, um, then the wine becomes prohibited. And prohibited from drinking alone. Also, somebody who leaves his wine in a car, in a, in a cart or ship of goyim and, and goes into the city to do his errands and then comes back, the wine is permitted because they are scared that he'll come back anytime and catch them. Um, consecrating the wine. However, if he told them that he was going and he left enough time for them to open and close it and dry it and, and, and dry the adhesive, the wine becomes prohibited. And all this that we were saying that if he, there's enough time for the goy to open it, consecrate it, close it, and dry the adhesive, this is in a closed Container. However, in a container that was already opened, once the guy said that he's going, the container becomes the wine inside the container becomes prohibited. So. If a Jew was eating with a goy, now I just need to in, before prelude to this halacha. Um, in general, there's there's a known prohibition of drinking with goyim or or um, uh, eating with goyim or, what, or whatever from mishum hatnut, so that, um, to pr- prevent marriage with the goyim. Um, so in Perek Yod Zayin, in the seventeenth chapter, halachot tet and yod, the halachot tet and onwards. 
the different hitera um, uh, the different prohibitions to prevent those things are mentioned. Um, and one of them is loishte adam im bimsiba shilagoim vafalpishuyayim ewushal. It says a Jew should not drink in a not party, in a place with goyim, in a place where there are many goyim. Um, even if the wine is mevushal, and oh, we said yan mevushal is not prohibited. Never, nevertheless, he shouldn't drink because this is a sort of preventative measure to um, so that too many connections with the goyim do not form. Um, so here we have a case in which a Jew is eating with a goyim in a permitted manner, and the Jew leaves op- two containers of open wine, two or more containers of open wine, in front of the goyim. One on a table. Now the table is a place which the food would be eaten regularly and it, and it was customary to eat from the table or drink whatever liquids were on the table. And one of them was on what is called the dulpeki. The dulpeki is, so to speak, before serving the food, the food would be on a, on a um, place, on a, um, uh, on a surface, kind of like the kitchen counter. In our days, that would, that would be the equivalent of it. So what is on the counter, what is on the dulpeki, which is not a place which is customary to eat from, is permitted. What is on the table is prohibited because the goy um, may have taken, probably took from it. However, if the Jew told him, you may drink, pour yourself and drink, feel at home, make yourself at home, all the wine in the house is prohibited. Another case where the Jew was drinking with a goy, and then he heard, the Jew heard prayer in the shul, in the synagogue, and he left out of the house, even the, and left the goy with open wine in the house. Even the open wine in the house is permitted because the goy, in his mind, he doesn't know how long the Jew is going to be out there. And from his perspective, the Jew could immediately come back. He'll remember the wine and immediately come back and find the goy touching the wine and, and thus causing it to be prohibited. Therefore, he won't touch the wine at all. He won't even move until um, the Jew comes back. A Jew and a Goy that lived in the same courtyard or in the same um, uh, Haser, Haser is like a, 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 so to speak, like a yard, courtyard, they would have houses around a, around a um, area, around like a yard, they'd have all the has, houses around that, like was described in the Aruvin. So a Jew and a Goy that were in the same Haser, now this Haser has a door, and they left quickly for whatever reason for to, to see something to see some sort of um, 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 either a hatan a, a groom or a hesped or, or a, a dead person or, or a, a eulogy that was outside and the goy came back and closed the door and then the Jew came and the wine w- was open the wine in the Jew's house was open it is still permitted why? because the goy we say the goy didn't close the door because he thought that the Jew already came, because he thought that the Jew was outside and he wanted to now prohibit the one, but rather he closed the door because he figured that the Jew came in before him and the Jew was already in his house and therefore he won't 
cause the wine to be prohibited. Halakha kaf alef. Yain sheli Israel ve sheli goy bebayte had vayu habiot petuchot ve nichnas agoy lebayt ve naal adelet baadon esar kol hayain. Wine of a Jew and a goy that were in the same house and all of the barrels were opened and the goy went into the house and locked the door after him. All of the wine becomes prohibited. Vim yish halon badelet shemistakel mimenu haomed achore hapetach vero eke nigdo kol habiot shekinegda halon mutarot ve shemina seladin asurot asurin shere mifahed mina ro eotan. However, if there was a window on the door permitting the people from outside to see inside the house in any manner, to see a certain part of the inside, those places which could be seen from outside are permitted, and those places which cannot be seen from outside, all the sides are prohibited because the goy will not, cont- will not prohibit because the one that is seen that is visible to be prohibited, but he will cause, he may cause the wine that is not visible to be prohibited. Also, if there was a lion, some sort of roar of a lion, or and, and the goy ran away, um, or something else like that, some scary, you know, crazy thing that happens that causes people to run away and the goy ran and hid between open barrels of wine the wine is still permitted because in the goy's mind he'll say maybe there's also a Jew hiding here and he'll see me touching the wine and then he'll Tell, tell the people that I prohi- cause the wine to be prohibited. Hal- he'll get me in trouble. So if there was a, a osar of wine, which is a, a storage facility of wine that had open barrels, and the goy had barrels inside that same storage facility. And the goy was found in between the barrels of the Jew, the open barrels of the Jew. If when he was found, he was worried or scared, shaken up, as, like, as though he was found like a robber, then we know that the wine is permitted to be drunk because we know that he's scared and that he's too scared to, he will be too scared to do anything to, 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 to consecrate the wine from the fear that somebody will catch him. But if he was not caught like that, but rather we found him and he was calm and confident, then the wine is prohibited because he's confident enough to consecrate the wine. And in any, in any manner, whether scared or not scared, if a Young child was if a child was found in between the barrels, um, the wine is permitted. Obviously, we're speaking about a child. A platoon that entered the city in a peaceful manner. All of the wines that were opened in the stores are pr- prohibited and that were closed were permitted. But in it, however, in a time of war, all of the, um, if the platoon came into the city and passed in and out, all of the barrels of wine are permitted because the platoon does not have enough time to take um, the wine and cause it to be prohibited. Now, interesting to mention, only stores are mentioned in this halakha. It seems that what is in the houses does not become prohibited when a platoon enters. Um, that, that is just a, a point. Okay. If a Jew finds a goy standing above his pit 
holding a, a Jew finds a goy standing above the Jews pit of wine, if the goy has some sort of um, uh, money owed to him by the Jew, and that money is from the wine specifically, then the wine that the Jew finds the goy above becomes prohibited, because the goy so to speak, feels like the wine belongs to him in a way because he has to be paid back from that wine. He may touch it and consecrate it. You'll say, oh, anyway, part of the wine is mine. However, if he doesn't have any milva, um, there's no, no money that the Jew owes him from that wine, the wine is permitted to be drunk because the goy will be too scared to consecrate the wine. An adultering woman um, that is in a party of Jews, the wine is permitted because uh, an adultering non-Jewish woman that is in a party of Jewish men, or in a party of Jews in general, the wine is permitted because she is afraid of them um, and, and, and they're, so to speak, causing fear on her that if she touches the wine and prohibits it, they'll be angry at her, so she won't touch it. Um, however, a Jewish adultering woman in a um, a place of goyim in a party of goyim, or in a eating. Misiba doesn't mean party. I'm just using the word party because it's easier to translate. Misiba means any place where there's a lot of people eating and um, having a big meal, festive meal. So if she's in a place of goyim, then the wine, the wine in her cup is prohibited because um, they'll touch it without you know um, um, taking consideration of her being a Jew. Now this is an interesting halacha which shows some sort of a little bit of the psychological, um, uh, you know. State situation of some people. So you have people that they'll be with a, they'll be with an adultering woman in, a, in an improper situation with a woman. However, um, uh, or with an improper woman that they won't mind. But however, to drink from consecrated wine, they will very much want m- mind. And therefore, if it's Jews and there's a woman that's non-Jewish there, she'll be afraid to touch the wine because she'll be afraid that they'll get angry at her for consecrating it. Therefore, the wine is per- permitted to be drunken to to be dr- uh, drunk. Even though these guys are possibly, you know, doing other crimes, transgressing other crimes, the, the um, uh, crime, the specific crime or the specific transgression of drinking consecrated wine, they will not want to do. An interesting um, psychological aspect here. A goy that is found in the pressing area of the wine, if there's still some liquid wine left there, so that the goy could take a, a spoon or, 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 or dish and move around the wine with, to another dish, then the whole area needs to be cleaned and wiped. However, if not, all it needs to be do is rinsed, and this is an extra humrah, this is an extra furthering from reaching transgression. If somebody finds a barrel floating in a river, if it is close to a city that is mostly Jews, then it is permitted to be, dr- to, permitted to be enjoyed, not drunk. If it is found next to a city that's mostly non-Jews, then it is pr- prohibited from enjoyment as well as drinking. A place that most of the wine sellers were Jews, and they found um, vessels, large vessels holding wine, if these were the vessels that only were used by the sellers to 
to um, hold the wine in them, then these vessels, the wine in them, is permitted for enjoyment, not for drinking. However, um, also, further, another halakha, um, a barrel that was opened by non-Jews, if most of the robbers, uh, by non-Jewish, by, by robbers, sorry, a barrel that was opened by robbers, if most of the robbers in that city are Jews, then the wine is permitted to be drunk, and if not, then the wine is prohibited from drinking, and seemingly permitted from enjoyment, and with this we finish the chapter, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.